Well, it is great to see all of you on this awesome Sunday morning. And if you are new here to Grace Church, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, we appreciate your willingness to come and check out a church that meets in a movie theater, and hopefully you feel God's presence. Uh, you're actually here on a fantastic week because we're launching out on a brand new series. Uh, we're we're going to start a series for the next several weeks that's called Stories. Uh, and it's not stories, things that are made up that are fiction, but these are stories that are parables. And so a parable is a, is a, a story that Jesus told that actually has deep, significant meaning. And just to share with you, just kind of openly, partly where this you know, series came from is, you know, uh, at, at different times I'll read different books in the Bible. And, and so there was a time I was reading just a significant chunk in the, in the Old Testament. You know, and I was in Leviticus. And if you've ever, ever read Leviticus, the first part's great. It's like it's, it's interesting. And then it kind of gets a little... Maybe not so interesting for me and my reading. Maybe you like that. But I, I was going through, I'm grinding, and, and I'm like, I just need some Jesus. Like, I just need to read about Jesus. And so, like, I don't know if you ever experienced that, you know, when you're reading scripture and you're kind of walking through some of those Old Testament passages. And, and so that's the case for me. And so here's the deal. Over the next several weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about Jesus because here, this is springtime. Uh, we, we sang an amazing song about Hosanna. So you're talking about uh, you know, the, the Jesus coming into Jerusalem before his crucifixion. You're, you have Easter coming up just next month. Like, this is an incredible time where we get to focus on Christ and who he is. This is incredible because there are some times in our lives when we want to experience some change. Right? We just, we're looking for something different, and, and we need a change. Sometimes we might be struggling with anxiety in our life, and we go, gosh, I just wish I could break free of anxiety, or, or, or we just, we want more faith, we want more boldness in our life, we're going, man, I wish, I wish I could be more bold, you know, in, in sharing, you know, my faith with others. I know several years ago, one of my struggles was just being contempt, like I just, there were things in my life where I just, I felt beneath consideration that God wouldn't look to me and do things through me, I saw that he was doing things through other people, and I was like, oh, he probably won't do that you know, through me. And so, you know, there's, there's different times when we're battling through different struggles, you know, with the Lord. And so we want to change, but sometimes we just feel like we can't, right? And so the way that we change is sometimes we have to lean into that problem, lean into that issue and recognize that it's there and be real with it. Just be honest with ourselves, be honest with the Lord, but then look at what Jesus is teaching. Look at what Jesus is saying and just imagine ourselves if we could be that 13th disciple. Like, wouldn't that have been awesome if we could just, if we could just follow Jesus for a little while? Then, then I think the struggles that we have, maybe would, we'd be able to, to, to be encouraged and to see some changes and some healing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to be taking a look at Christ's words, his life, his stories that he communicated, his parables, and we're going to decide to live by them. We're going to extrapolate the meaning of it and we're going to take it and apply it in our life. Because there's a, another time in, in Scripture where the Apostle Paul, he was writing to a particular church, and, and he communicates this in Colossians 3.16. He says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. And so we're going to do that as we dive into stories over the next couple weeks. So let's pray and, and just set the stage for God to communicate through his word. And so, Lord God, we come before you. And Father, thank you for this time that we get to just dive into your scripture, into your word. Thank you for communicating to us. Uh, Lord, we appreciate that so much. You give, you give us your word, and it's alive, and it's powerful, it's strong. And so, Jesus, as you teach us, as you show us that you would communicate to us, Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit would be present in this place right now. 
uh, that we would be able to hear what you're communicating and our struggles and our battles and our victories and, and what you have for us next. Lord, we love you, love you so much. Would you speak in Jesus' name? Amen. So today, in week one, we're going to be talking about the story about the lamp. And this is going to be in Mark chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Mark 4 or open up your mobile device on your Bible app. Uh, the verses will be up on the screen. But we're going to cover a lot of different ground. Like we're going to go in a couple of different ways because, you know, a lot of these stories, there's just a, so much depth to them uh, that, you know, we can only pull out certain pieces. But, man, I just I want to read the whole parable to you and then we'll pull out some different pieces. So let's take a look at Mark chapter 4 starting in verse 21. It says, then Jesus asked them, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open. And every secret will be brought to the light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And he continues. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what understanding they have will be taken away from them. And so you can see, like Jesus is laying this parable, this understanding about this lamp, but oh my gosh, there are layers and layers of depth to what he's... And this is challenging when you take each one of these verses and you break it down, I mean, oh my gosh, it's incredible. And, and when most people read this, uh, they think it's about salvation. They think that Jesus you know, is, is talking about salvation. And, and that's, that's true to a certain point, right? He's talking about the light, right? But he's, he's talking about how, how we can receive the light. But really, this is not about us receiving the light. This is actually about God trusting his light with, to us. This is where you and I are the light. It's, you know, we have salvation, and so can God trust us with the light that he's put inside of us? And so this is a big deal. There is, there's a, this is incredible, and, and so we've got to understand what light is and how this works. Because whenever you experience light, like we understand, we see it. Like it's seen with our eyes. We don't smell light. We don't taste light. Like it's something that is seen. It's visible. And so God's light is like the dawn of a new day where it's bursting through the horizon. So it's something that we can see and experience. Like it just is incredible when, when we allow this to just uh, fill our mind and our heart and our life with understanding God's light. In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. That is so cool, that idea, the understanding of that God does not have a shadow. Why? Because he is constant, a constant light. It's, we are surrounded by light. Like it, there is no shadow. There's constant light penetrating. And so we are to be light, just like him, constant in our life. So where is it that we are to be constantly shining? I, I mean, all the time, everywhere. So it is very much associated to the people that the Lord puts in our life. So every single person, every friend, every family member we have, every coworker, like, like our light should exude all the time. The hobbies, when you and I are participating in our hobbies, that should be seen in the things that we do. Because everything in our life is to be meant 
is meant to be used by the Lord. And so why does this matter? Why, why, why does this idea, this understanding, I mean, Jesus took time to talk about a lamp and putting it on a stand, so why does this matter? And here's the, the true reason. When Jesus came, yes, he paved the way for salvation for, every, for all humanity, and then he entrusts us with this light because people and souls are the most important thing to the Lord. Like the most important thing is that people would come to know him and follow after him. Like that, that's, the whole, that's the whole reason Jesus had to come, is so we would follow in his footsteps, so that his light would be inside of us and that we would shine in every area of our life. That's why we keep talking so much about City Fest. You, you've, if you've come for the last several weeks or months, you, like we've been talking about Space Coast City Fest, which is you know, the last uh, Saturday and Sunday in March. Why are we pushing this so much? It's because thousands and thousands of people will give their lives to Christ. Because you're talking about a festival that's going to be so big, it's countywide. There's 150 churches that are participating in it. There's signs and banners and communication and marketing and, and activities going on. Like, it's going to be amazing. And people are going to turn their lives around and give it over. Because that's the most important thing to Christ and to us. I mean, it just is going to be so significant. And so God is trusting us with his light. And so I want to pull out just three particular areas where God trusts us with his light, where, where we should shine in our lives. And so one definitely is in public, uh, right? Our, our light should shine when we're around other people all the time. So in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, he says, uh, Jesus is communing in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So that's obvious, right? Other people are to see us shining. And so what, what I've done is I'm a big visual aid person. And so to me, like we are to be like a light, right? No doubt. I mean, you, you look in this. Now you can't see. All you can see is just dots because this is super bright and you're going, oh, my gosh. I, like, but this is what we're supposed to be like. Right? We are supposed to shine so bright that people are like, oh my gosh, like, are, are, you, are you serious? And, and so we're to shine as we follow Jesus. I mean, that's the only thing that matters. Jesus in our life and us reflecting him. That's it. Like we think so many things are so important in our life. The only thing is the light that we shine that other people get to see. Now, all right, so my light, I will admit, is a little bit obnoxious. And I did that on purpose. But here's the deal. There are a lot of people in, in society and in, in the community that, that think that Christians are obnoxious. And they do. They look at us. They snicker at us. They make fun of us. You know, they, they think that we're weird and strangey and kooky. And, and so please don't be that. Okay? Like, I, I feel like I'm a normal person, but I just, I'm passionate about Jesus, and I understand the magnitude of what he did, and, and I want my life to reflect that. And so, but I can, I can basically talk to anybody. I, strangers, normal people, executives, you know, just regular, you know, normal, everyday people in the grocery store. I feel like I can be regular. But here's the thing that's so cool is so many times in my life, I'll just, I will weave Jesus into a conversation. And, and, and just that, so we don't have to be obnoxious. We can be normal and communicate, but it can reflect in our life because our lives shouldn't be dark. We are called to be light in the world that, that is experiencing the darkness. So we should be noticeable. 
you know, like a lighthouse that, that's on the edge of, of the shoreline, it's noticeable to the ships that are traveling through the night. We should be something that's reflected and seen. And so what are the things that you do in public that shine and show Jesus? What is that? You know, and so some people, uh, you know, for me, I, I have a bumper sticker on my truck. Sometimes I'll wear a Grace Church shirt. Sometimes uh, my family and I will pray in a restaurant. You know, we'll pray before we eat our food. And, and so those are just simple examples of things we do in public, uh, right? And so I just, we should be telling our friends, we should be talking to our friends and sharing the things that are important to us, right? Because anytime something significant happens in your life and, and you like it or something you enjoy, we tell other people. And so to me, the number one thing we should be sharing is about Christ. And so here's the challenge I want to give to you. And I really want you to try this. I'm kind of curious to see how it'll work. The next time somebody asks, how are you? How is your day? How's your week? I, I want to challenge you to, one, be honest. If, if, you're, if things are going good, you say, I'm doing good. And that's awesome. If things are good. If things aren't going good, I want you to say, not so great. Like, how are you doing? I'm not doing so well. Okay, so one, be honest. But then the second thing I, I want you to share is something about Christ. And so, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. This past Sunday, we, we were in church, and we were just, it just is so encouraging. I love going. We meet in a movie theater. It's a little bit different, but, you know, I just, I feel always uplifted after I leave, and, and so it just, man, this particular Sunday, though, was challenging to me. Like, so, because here's the deal. How many times in a week do other people ask, how are you? All the time. People are always asking, how are you? Now, here's the deal. Sometimes people are saying, how are you? And they don't really care. And so, okay, I get it. Like, that's fine. They don't care. Fine. Go on your way. I'm not saying engage in a big theological discussion by, with somebody who doesn't really give a flip. Uh, but you, we all have people that actually care when they look at us, you know, and they're in the cubicle next to us. They're, they're at the register next to us, right? And so, how are you doing? Man, I'm not doing so good. Like things are a challenge at home, and I just, I'm praying and believing that God will do something significant, right? And so you tell them, like, I'm challenging you to have enough guts to pull out your light and shine it, even if it's just a flash, like a little, like, man, something, something, right, that, that'll reflect Christ and, and show and shine. Now, I do believe that we can shine, and we should always be shining, but I realize for some of you, this is a big step and a big challenge. And so have some guts, because Jesus gives us this command in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. He said, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so if you are a follower of Jesus, when we take on Christ, we have the same authority that he had. And that's amazing to begin to think about. And so we are to make disciples of all people. And so we can tell other people about what God is doing in our life. Hey, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I just feel like I'm so encouraged with what's going on at, at life and family and work. I just, I, I, I see God moving in, in significant things in my life. Hey, how are you doing? 
man, I'm doing pretty good because I was praying that, that some breakthrough would be coming in our family financially. And, and man, the, the tax return's coming, and I'm excited about that because we want to do something special. We want to get Disney passes this year. Uh, hey, how are you doing? Man, I, I'm so excited because I've been praying for healing for my mom, and she got healed. Like, it's a big deal. And so, come on. Like, th there are so many things that are encouraging that are in our life that we have hope in that we can share that hope and that light with other people. And so we should be doing this regularly, like a lamp that's on a stand to be seen. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14, here's what Paul says. He says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless you and I, at work, and in the community, and in our lives, tell them. That's our command. Jesus sent you and I to be light towards other people. Now, I, there have been times when I've spoken with people about this, and they'll say, well, my relationship with God is just between him and I. So here's what I want to share with you. The position of this lamp is so vital. When Jesus was talking about the lamp, he specifically talked about it being on the lampstand. Now, this light can be on the lampstand and completely pointed down. There is no light being shown for anybody to see. So the direction of the lamp and where it's supposed to shine is extremely important. And man, I'll tell you what, in the time era that we are in, in this day and age, right? God has put us in this time for a specific reason. People are longing for something of significance. I see it time and time again. Like people are grasping at just about anything, looking for purpose, looking for an answer, looking for a solution. And here's the deal. We've got the solution. It's called good news. It's the good news about Jesus. Like people are looking for all the other stuff and, and, and answers, and they're not finding it. And so we're the ones that have this incredible opportunity to share an answer, to give them the hope that they need. They're desperate. They'll, they're trying lots of things, and they're not finding it. They're not finding the gratification and the satisfaction that they're, that they're longing for. Or, or you know, in dealing with their problems, they're unable to because they're not doing it in a healthy way. And so Jesus gives us this light. He gives us this gift. And have you ever heard before that with, with great gifts come great responsibility? Like when God puts things in our hands, like maybe your grandpa told you that. Like what a, what a great saying. I've, I've heard that in movies before. You know, well, with this great opportunity comes great responsibility. Do you know where that is? It's in the Bible. This comes from Luke 12, 48. You and I have a great gift with this light, but someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. But when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more 
will be required. So we have been entrusted with this incredible gift, this incredible light to be, sh- to be shown in public for other people. And we're so blessed to be able to do this. And there's a second way that we get this opportunity to shine uh, our light, and, and it's with our treasures. And so treasures to me uh, means multiple things, right? It, it, it means the things that we hold dear, the things that are important to us, right? Our time, our abilities, our finances. So in Colossians 3.23, Paul writes, he says, work willingly at whatever you do, and though, as though you were working for the Lord rather than with people. So whatever it is that we do, whatever it is that we have, our treasures, we are to be working as though unto the Lord. And so God is calling us to do something with what he's given us, what, what he's put in our lives. And so what if we filled our schedules with the things that God has, has made available to us? Like instead of filling our schedule with all this other stuff and things that make us feel important, what if we filled our schedule with amazing opportunities like coming to church every week or being in a connection group or serving, serving on, on Sunday mornings you know, at church like, or, or going to City Fest? Like what if we said, hey, you know what? I'm going to write down five people's names and I'm, I'm going to invite them to City Fest and I'm going to bring them with me. That's an incredible investment. Those are things of the Lord that we can invest in other people. Because here's the, here's the thing that's amazing. You're in an incredible church. Like, we are a healthy church. We're the body of Christ. Are you part of the body? Are you connected to the body? Are you serving in the particular areas? Because when we talk about treasures, like, everybody would say, oh, my, my time and my talents. Okay. Are you using your talents to better the body of Christ? Are you serving in a particular area? Because we all have gifts, whether it's music or organization or influence. And I know that some of you are new to faith, like new to Christianity, and, and you're discovering your gifts. And you're trying to figure that out. And, and that's actually part of the thing that we do in the Discover Track. So like, if you're looking and searching, we've got the answers and the solutions to, to point you in the right direction. So if you're on that path and you're still trying to figure it out, that's awesome. But here's the reality. Most of you already know what they are. Most of you already know the gifts and talents that God has put inside of you. But you're not using them the way that he designed you to. You're allowing them to remain dormant. It's as if that light, that gift, that talent, that treasure, you're allowing it to be dim, to be hidden. And so it's time. Like it's time to use your gifts and talents that the Lord has put inside of you to, to further his kingdom, to, to give him glory, to acknowledge his presence in our life. And I even want to challenge you to do the things that you never thought that you would do. Because some of you had a dream in your heart before, maybe a decade ago or years ago, or God put this dream in your heart, this, this big aspiration, and you looked at it and you said, no, there's no way. Like, that's impossible. And here's the deal. I love it when people tell me things that are impossible that God puts in front of them. I love that because he's the one that always gets the glory because at the end, when it happens, everybody goes, there's no way I could have done that without God. So when I say we have $900,000 to build our building, like there is no way we could have done that without God. We meet in a movie theater. Are you kidding me, people? Like, come on. Like, this is amazing. God is doing big stuff. It's only because of God. And so what is that for you? He put things in your life and in your heart 
that you have squelched. You have hidden them and you have put a basket over it. Maybe he said one time, like, you need to use your, use your example, use your life, use your voice, and you need to teach or lead a group. Or maybe he put something just in your heart for the homeless people. You see him, like, you know, we, we're in an amazing area where it, it, in Florida it's, it's mostly warm during the winter, so, you know, obviously homeless people are kind of come to this area. Maybe God put something in your heart for them, just a heart and a passion, desire. Maybe just God is putting something inside of you to trust him more in a particular area. And so what is that that you've just kind of put it aside? And I also unapologetically feel that this is finances too. Because when we talk about treasures, we say time, talents, and finances. And so here's what's interesting. Money is usually the last thing that people are willing to surrender to the Lord. They'll, oh, I'll, I'll do this, and I'll, you know, I'll go serve in a soup kitchen. Oh, yeah, I'll, ser- I'll serve in church. But then when it gets to money, they're like, mm, mm, ooh, let me just kind of, mm. So when we talk about giving and tithing, like money is usually the last thing that, that comes on board. And, and so we all have pet peeves, right? I have pet peeves, left lane drivers. Can't stand them. Please get out of the way. Um, one of the things that bugs me uh, with church is when people say that tithing is not in the New Testament. That drives me bananas. I literally want to crawl across the table. Uh, because here's the deal. It was communicated, and it was expected. They didn't have the New Testament when the New Testament was being written, people. Okay, they were writing it, and then God gives it to us as letters that we can grab a hold of. And so, like Jesus was being questioned one time. Okay, Jesus was being questioned about money, about finances, about resources. He was being questioned about taxes. Here it's tax season, right? It's the beginning of March. Please file your taxes. It's important. Okay, so Jesus was being questioned. Hey, should we pay taxes? And here's what he responded in Matthew 22, verse 21. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And give to God what belongs to God. Okay, we understand taxes. If we don't pay our taxes, whatever we have will be taken from us or a lien will be put against it. Yes. So what belongs to God? Jesus says, give to God what belongs to God. And it's the tithe, okay? It's easy. It it was already understood. It was something that was communicated that was like, hey, this is the deal. This is how we're to live. It's expected. And so we are to shine our light with our time, with our abilities, and with our finances in our life. And I just think those are incredible ways that we can be like a lamp that's on a stand. And then there's a third area I want to share with you. This one's a little bit different. Uh, and it's, it's, we can shine a light in our trials. Uh, this is our struggles, our battles. Because we know we should be worshiping God in every area of our life. But let's be honest, it is easy to worship God when things are going well. When things are not going well, like, man, oh my gosh, it is challenging to shine. Hey, how's everything going? Like, oh, I just, I would rather crawl in a hole, right? And so we are to display his light and his goodness in the midst of our struggles. Because the times when most people would understand that we would, that they would be okay with us pushing God aside is in the midst of a battle, Right? in the midst of a difficult situation, because that's when we're questioning God. Why am I dealing with this? Why am I facing this? Why is this happening? 
So the only way that God can, can be shown in the midst of our trial, if in the middle of that, we are willing to shine, right? And so here's what's interesting. When you talk about the light, when it's pointed in the right direction, but not connected to the power source, you're not going to be able to shine, right? It's just this reality. When we are going through a trial and a struggle, we have to have this. This is so important. Please get this. I, I understand it's all about the lamp. And, and, you know, during when Jesus was teaching and talking, they didn't really have electricity. But you and I get electricity. And there is no better example about the power of the Holy Spirit than these two things right here. Where we take this and we get to plug it in, right, and plug it into the power source. When we're not plugged into the power... I can't even get it in now. Stink. Um, so when we're, not, when we're not plugged in, to the power source. Like, we are not going to shine. That's just reality. I mean, the light, the light that we get to have for the kingdom of God must be because of the Holy Spirit. And so that's amazing. Like, God even can use our failures to shine his light. That's how divine he is. We did a, a marriage conference a couple weekends ago. Amazing. Like, it was so cool. Just, uh, we have had so many good reports back and just significant things shared. And so in that marriage conference, we taught several sessions, and several times I shared my struggles in marriage. I shared my struggles as being a husband, a father, uh, you know, just, hey, I struggle with this, and, and here, here's why. Like, I'm not trying to belittle myself or, you know, just the contempt come back in. The reason I sit, share some of my struggles, not only in the marriage conference, but on Sundays too, is because... Like, struggles are real. Like, I'm just being real and being open and honest. And I want people to be encouraged because I want them to look at my life and be like, man, I would never do that. And Pastor Aaron did that. Like, I think I'm doing all right. Like, that's just the reality, right? And so we struggle with different things. I mean, Paul was an incredible leader, and he was begging God to give him relief in this particular struggle that he was facing. And here's what God says in 2 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 9, each time God said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. But some of you have the light, but you're not connected to the power source. You've been disconnected or you feel disconnected. I'm not sure what that is and what that looks like. But there's certain areas in your life that they need to change. There's certain areas where you're facing struggles, and it's a self-imposed struggle. You're allowing it to remain. You're allowing it to continue. And so here's what I want to share with you. There needs to be something different. Like there needs to be something that changes. Jesus is the light of the world. For those of us that follow after him, we get to be that light as well. So let's live like it, right? Let's live public lives that, that are reflected Christ and light is shining. Let's let our treasures shine for God's glory, even in our trials and our struggles, that our light would shine through the midst of that difficulty. Now, here's what I want to share with you as I close this message. There might be some of you that you are, you are disconnected from the Lord and you need to recommit your life to Christ. You know, like you've been off track. You, you are not right with the Lord and you know it. 
And so this is an opportunity for you to turn things around. Then there also might be some of you where you have not yet put your faith in Jesus. Like I talk about following Jesus and being the 13th disciple, and you're going, I, I, I don't even know what that looks like. I've never done that. And so that's where we acknowledge Jesus being the Savior and the Lord, that he came to die. He died on the cross. He, he took the penalty for you and I. So we don't have to die in our sin, but we can be raised to life just like him, that we can have new life in him because of him. And so our old things are gone. And now he gives us that light that we can have, that we can reflect his goodness and his grace. And so that might be some of you here in the auditorium in this time. And so if everybody here, if you guys could do me a favor and go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes, because I'm going to ask that you would raise your hand in just a minute. Like, I just want to, you know, give you an opportunity to respond to what the Lord is doing in you right now, right? Because there are some of us where, where our light has been too dim. Our, it's like we're pointed down, we're pointed in the wrong direction, and we know we need to change. There's some of you, you know, that you need to recommit your life to Christ and turn things around and have him do something amazing. And I know there's some of you, you might need to put your faith in Christ and so if that's you, I've asked everybody to just bow their heads and close their eyes just so you could have this one-on-one -on -one connection with the Lord. So if that's you, could you put your hand up right now? Go ahead and lift it up. Say, you know what? I need to commit my life to Jesus. I need to recommit my life to him. Yeah, go ahead and put it up. Yeah, thank you so much. This is a big deal. This is so important for every single one of us. We need to take this step. Thank you so much. You can put your hands down. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. And so if you would just pray along with me. And if you know that you're right with God, if you could be praying for others or praying in the spirit or just praying that God would just move in this moment. And so maybe you would pray. If you raise your hand, pray something like this with me. Just say, God, I know I need you. God, I'm desperate for you. I want things to change. God, I'm so sorry for all the things that I've done. Would you please forgive me? I put my faith in Jesus now. I want to follow after him. I want to trust him with everything. I want to shine like light, like a lamp. God, would you give me a new beginning, a fresh start? I confess my sins. I need you desperately. Would you help me and encourage me? And Father, for every single one of us, Lord, I pray that you would just allow us to be connected to the power source. The Holy Spirit would just flood this place right now, that we would shine so bright, that it would just would be amazing. In the times when we walk into just utter darkness, that we would just, just have this light of Christ all around us, shining at all. Oh, man, God, I just can see incredible things happening and taking place in our community, in our workplace, in the marketplace, in our businesses. Lord, in our families that don't yet know Christ, that we would continue to shine, even in the times when we're discouraged and down. Lord, that you would be glorified, that your name would be lifted up. And it's in your name we pray.